This is Chris Martin from New Hampshire Audubon. And I'm Dave Anderson from the Forest Society. Every week here at Something Wild, we encourage you to go outside. A walk on the beach, a hike in the woods. A quiet, crepuscular kayak ride. It's easy to find the wild in New Hampshire, usually just steps from your door. But there are things you need to be mindful of when you're out, like ticks, Poison ivy. Yeah, but ticks get a lot of ink, so I wanted to focus today on poison ivy. Okay. I saw a really cool YouTube video of a guy standing in a bed of poison ivy. I'm standing in a bed of poison ivy. I'm not afraid of this poison ivy because I understand how poison ivy works. If you understand how poison ivy works, you never need to get a serious rash again for the rest of your life. You can take a look at the full video on the Something Wild page at nhpr.org. But as he explains, the first level of defense is to avoid the poison ivy. Don't touch it. Don't brush up against it. Don't touch someone who's touched it. Don't even look at it. It's pretty potent stuff. <laughs> but it hasn't quite figured out teleportation, and you need to look at it to identify it. Okay. So most of us have probably seen or come into contact with it at some point in our lives. You know, the three waxy leaves, the serrated edges. Right. So don't touch them. Don't touch them. Don't touch the vine. Don't touch the root. You can get a rash from any part of the plant. So what causes that rash? Poison ivy secretes an oil called urechiol. Urechiol. And And most people are allergic to that oil and develop that signature rash within a few hours. But not all animals are sensitive. I know that goats eat poison ivy without any ill effects. Yeah, also deer eat the leaves, rabbits eat the bark, bees harvest the flower. I've never noticed a poison ivy flower. They're tiny, green, inconspicuous. Mm. Bees can gather nectar and create a bitter honey, but it's not toxic. And I know that birds love poison ivy berries, which are high in lipids, providing much needed fat calories for fall migration. But if I ate one of those berries... you die. Oh. I'll have to remember that. <laughs> But why is it so dangerous for me and not a problem for other species? Well, they're not as affected by the urechiol, but we don't know why. And we don't know what purpose the urechiol serves the plant. But we do know that poison ivy is an incredibly resourceful plant. Yeah, I feel like it's all over the place. It feels that way, but there are specific habitats that poison ivy loves. Think about where you see it. Um, near the beach? Exactly. They thrive in disturbed landscapes. Beaches are constantly getting beaten by coastal storms. Mm. Where else do you see it? Let's see. Um, Along roadsides, um, abandoned lots. Right. Those places are disturbed by other forces. Other forces? Like, you mean us? Yeah. We come in with bulldozers and excavators, and we create huge swaths of raw land. And poison ivy is the master of colonizing these edges and margins. So, poison ivy is a pioneer. Better yet, poison ivy is nature's primer coat. Primer coat? Yeah. When you build something, a car, a wall, a boat, you can't just leave it to weather. The first thing you do is prime it. You build the foundation for successive coats. If you have a plot of earth, a sand pit, whatever, poison ivy will be one of the first things you'll see growing, priming it with vegetation. And because it's a vine, it can take advantage of empty spaces, rooting in one place, then covering a parking lot, or spanning a chain-link fence, or the broadside of a barn. And as generations of the vines die off, they stabilize shifting sand, allowing other larger plants to take root and eventually turn that empty lot into a forest. A forest choked with poison ivy. Actually, poison ivy needs sun, a lot of it. So when larger plants take root in the lot, they slowly shade out that pernicious vine. Check out the video on the webpage for a really solid demonstration of removing urechiol from your skin. And if you have any questions about poison ivy or some other species of flora or fauna you're seeing in your backyard, drop us a line at somethingwild at nhpr.org.
I'm Dave Anderson. And I'm Chris Martin. Something Wild is a joint production of the Society for the Protection of New Hampshire Forests, New Hampshire Audubon, and NHPR. Are you feeling itchy yet? Don't even look at it. Don't even think about it.